Well, hello and welcome to The Queer Experience. I am your host, Eric Crumrine. I use he, they pronouns. And today we are doing kind of a part two of Solo Tabletop Adventures. Uh, and I've assembled another crew of folks who played a different game than last week. So if you listened to last week with the Witch's Almanac, um, this is mostly a different group. And we have a different game we played, which is A Torch in the Dark by Michael Elliott. Um, which is a kind of dungeon crawly kind of a game. We'll get into all of our experiences in a minute, but I'm going to let my folks introduce themselves. I'm just going to go as I see you on my screen. So if you want to tell us your name, your pronouns, and what made you interested in, in playing a solo tabletop RPG, if you haven't before. Um, and I'm going to start with, I'm going to put future on the spot. If you want to go first. I love being on the spot. Um, Hi, my name is Future. I use he, him pronouns. Um, and I got drawn to this because, well, I always had the urge to run a game, but then the urge, then I joke that my muse leaves and withdraws her touch, and then I don't want to play the game anymore after, you know, a session or two. So this time I can play at my own pace and not disappoint anybody else. Love this for me. Nice. Uh, and Vic. Hi, everyone. I'm Vic. He, him pronouns. I, so I'm pretty new to the whole TTRPG or solo TTRPG genre in general. The the very first solo game I played was the one last week, last week, last week, last week, which is Almanac last week, which was very easy to get into. I think the, the barrier for entry there was, was pretty easy. This one seems like a step up and I'll get into my struggles, my personal struggles with this game. I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was a lot harder for me. I survivability low, but um, yeah, just being new to the whole the whole genre. I'm I'm always down for anything that lets you use your imagination to sort of maneuver through a mystical realm. So I, I loved it. And our good friend Dammit Cat. Hi, I'm Dammit Cat. Uh, you can call me DC. Everybody does. Uh, you see him pronouns. Um, and I play a lot of TTRPGs. Uh, I have never played a solo one before, and I was really excited to to give that a try. Um, because I have, um, uh, what's the word, uh, control issues. And uh, sometimes <laughs> I like to just be able to do things at my own pace. Um, so, uh, but no, but it, it, seriously, the, the, when I, I took a look at this this particular game, it looked right up my alley, and I was right. So <laughs> I've been very, <laughs> I, I was really excited to try it, and I have been like bouncing in my seat ready to talk about this game for, for a couple, for a while now. <laughs> Yeah, there was, a, I think it was a couple of days ago I got the message of like, is it Sunday yet? Can we talk about the game now? I'm ready to talk about this game. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so let's do, we'll, and we'll go backwards. I know I, since DC is super excited and ready to talk about things, give me like your, you know, your, your super short, what were your impressions of this tabletop solo adventure of Torch in the Dark? Uh, DC, what do you got? So as soon as I started like reading the, like the basic instructions and, and the, the 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 story and stuff, immediately I'm like, oh, this is this is like a game that I just started playing a game I, a demo I just got into called Dark and Darker, which is an actual like you know it's a video game, um, but it's almost exact same premise. You are an adventurer. You build up a loadout of equipment. You go into a dungeon. You fight monsters and other players find treasure and escape like that's it's the very similar premise um 
Also, similar premise to games like um, Cycle Frontier or uh, Escape from Tarkov, if you're familiar with those games. Um, and has, like, roguelike elements. It's, it also has, like, touches of, like, Hades and there's a Gungeon and, uh, you know, uh, what's it? Um, uh, Darkest no, like Dungeon. Te- Darkest yeah. Dungeon. Yes. Um, and those are all games that I very much enjoy. So I, I took one look at this and I was like, oh, this is... This is my this is my jam. This is my thing, um, and I got in and started playing it. And yeah, hours passed before <laughs> before I realized it. Um, it's I think it's definitely got a as far as like you know TTR like of what I can tell of like a solo RPG. It seems like it has maybe a higher floor than other games, um, but it feels like once you get into it, it, it starts to become very second nature, and you can pick up the pace of how how quickly you go um at least from my perspective maybe that's because i'm used to to like i said to similar games um it feels like there are definitely some some tweaks that could be made to it to make it a little more streamlined there were i i I tripped over a couple of things as we were going along um but overall like i mean like i like i told you in in group chat a couple of days ago i was like uh it's been eight hours I, 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 well, I need to talk about this game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Vic, what was, what were some like your initial impressions of the game? Okay. I'm pretty sure we've all taken maybe like a standardized test before driver's license, or maybe here in Massachusetts, we take something called the MCAS way back. There's a throwback standardized test, right? And there's a particular type of question on the standardized test they like to throw on there called the analogy. I would like to present to you an analogy. <laughs> which is Almanac, which is the game we played before, is to yep. Animal Crossing as mm-hmm. Torch in the Dark is to Dark Souls. This game absolutely uh. whooped my ass up and down. <laughs> I loved it. It was definitely... So which is Almanac, and that's what I'm going to compare it to, because that's literally the only other reference I have. Um... I like that they're both very simple. Cards and dice, boom, you can get right into it. Witch's Almanac, I was playing within 10 minutes. This one, I read through everything. Okay, okay, I got it. Let's do this. First dungeon, I, I bailed. I bailed. I used that, you know, get out of jail free whenever you can. Like, get out of jail free <laughs> card. Um, I felt like I was both the DM and the player. I feel like a lot of the rules were sort of open to your, you know, the only limit this is going to sound cheesy, but like the only limits your imagination as far as like encounters, like, okay. So I encountered a group of rats, right? I was like, all right, what, what damage is going to do to me? Obviously it's going to freak me out. A horde of rats. It reminded me of, of plague tale, the game. Um, they bit my leg. I used my first aid kit. First aid kit's gone, but I took a stress, right? What, what are these like opening the sarcophagus at the end? I took like a, my character became cursed and I had that curse follow me throughout the rest of the dungeon. So it just got progressively harder and harder because the curse was just creeping in the back of my mind this whole time, like talking to me, telling me to do devious shit. And I guess I made it hard on myself. Um, I, I saw at the beginning, there's like the taste menu where it's, you can kind of like sell, like if you're, you know, um, if you don't want certain things in the game animals or like weird some you know if you're squeamish about certain things you could turn it off i was like i'm a degenerate i want all of it so i think it this game is kind of like is what you make it and i think i made it a little bit too hard on myself considering okay. i don't have dm experience it's the only second it's only the second time i've played one of these but then it also comes down to luck of the cards so 
Yeah, maybe just a bit. Of yeah, which luck. we can which we can definitely talk about because I I had some very good luck of the cards, which mm. maybe is why I was able to get to the end of this. Um, but future, what what were your initial thoughts, impressions as you played this? Um, I could definitely tell this was a spinoff of of, of uh, Blade of the Dark slash Forge in the Dark because of that really nice thing. I've seen a lot of these games in this sort of family system do in that they sketch out world building details and leave stuff for you to fill in the gaps. I really love reading the little like synopsis of who each undead lord was in their own dungeon and stuff. It really just got me into the world and you know, I'm stalking foggy streets before delving out into the crushing darkness below the city. It was just something I just love as someone who loves world building and crunchy stuff like fluffy stuff like that. Um, as for the actual game itself, um, I definitely did some stuff where I was like, oh, let me, what fits the narrative that I'm building in my head? And how do I get that going? Like, oh, I can remove two out of my three conditions. I'll leave this one because it makes sense in the story that I'm building here. So I had a lot of fun with this, I'll have to admit. I, I died after I hit the, you know, Dark Souls-esque failure spiral, but it's all part of the fun. So, Well, you know, it's like Darkest Dungeon. When one person snaps, that's yeah. it. That's Everyone else is going to start going crazy in the dark, killing each other. So you just have to learn to roll with the punches. Yeah, and this is and this is probably a good time to uh, talk about the game itself, like what what we're playing and what this is. So, Torch in the Dark is it, you go on like you play as a character. You get to create whatever kind of character you want. Um, you can choose kind of who they are, what skills that they have. They give you some prompts of skills that you could use, items you can use. There's also a lot of freedom to kind of do whatever you want, and then you literally just every like it's called a delve. You go on a delve into a dungeon. You flip some cards over that tells you what you did. You have a certain objective, which is usually flipping over a certain card or a certain set of cards. Um, and then the goal is to make it all the way to like to get through. There's eight dungeons in total, um, kind of killing all these undead cursed things that are coming for you. Um, I I super enjoyed it. I I think I inadvertently when I made my character, I I meted without realizing I was I was metaing. Because our or min maxing, I guess maybe is a better way to frame it. Is that I? Because I I built an assassin, who Ooh. who like oh, okay. Had, I, I used one of the pre gen characters, but I picked the one who had the very. I was like, alchemy can do so many things, and it turns out yeah. it really really did. Love yes, it. alchemical yeah. reagents were a godsend in this game. <laughs> yes, uh, but like See, I oh yeah, I didn't use out. Al- I was I went brute force. I was a uh, my character. My first character was like just like a. A dueling swashbuckler. I, I, I was. It was my sword and my wit the entire time for my first playthrough. Yeah, like for me, like by by the end of like the what dungeon eight, like when I got to like I had armor, I had a shield, I had a weapon. So like every combat role, I was like my dice pool was enormous because I I had all these all these things. Also, I had I had um all of my companions, i.e. the walking health point absorbers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the meat shields. Yep. Um. Which is funny because I I was after I think after I started playing it I tweeted about playing the game and the uh I think it was I think it's the game creator I think it was Michael responded and I said something about like I felt so bad for my first companion uh, Hertha I was like because they just died like they were just a meat shield and he responded back, back being like 
yeah, that's kind of how companions operate in this game. And you always feel a little bit bad that you're just like, oh god, I got hit. Just kidding. Hit this other person instead. Yeah. Um. So like, so maybe the and the, I think this is a good question for probably more for DC and future since you all are part of the planning of of this Vic kind of got brought in near the tail end of getting ready to record, but future and DC were there to try and figure out like we had a, an array of options of games we could have played. Oh yeah. And, and it took a couple iterations of like voting and like narrowing it down (laughs) to get to something. So when you two were, uh, when you two were looking at the game options, what were the things you were looking for in a solo game experience? Like what made you choose the ones that you chose? I think I'll let DC go first. I think I think he's got a lot more to say. And oh, I mean, well, this is piece. I mean, no. Well, I'm sorry. As far as just choosing the game, we were. I mean, you only wrote like like a a two sentence uh, synopsis of each game. Each game. So, Mm -hmm. like, uh, my first vote, uh, I think, was for Torch in the Dark because I like dungeon crawling, but that's all we knew. Because uh, I was not familiar with Blades of the Dark or or Masks or Avatar, Monster of the Week. I was familiar with none of them. And I, I didn't even read any of it. I was just basing it solely off of what you wrote. Like, I didn't go in and look at anything before I voted at anything. Um, so, like, my first vote was Torch in the Dark. And then also um, the one you had listed, You Cannot Kill Me in a Way That Matters. Uh, because oh, yeah. I just like, I, I mean, I don't even, I'm not even like a big Last of Us person, but the whole you've been infected by fungus and can't be destroyed. I was like, oh, that seems fun. And then no one else voted for it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that was one. That's one I, I, and like, I, because, because I, I buy bundles on itch.io all the time. Um, I had like, I just had this array of games. And so that, that was one I read and I was like, you're going to play as a mushroom zombie person that can keep coming back to life over and over again. I don't, I like, I don't need any more explanation. That will make a rotation at some point. I will play this game. When and when you do, please let me know. Because uh, yeah, absolutely. That was, that, yeah, the I mean the other two, the, the lone eons and the mages. Uh, I heard the the words solo journaling game were in the first sentence of both, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I immediately got kind of turned off to that. So like that was that was mainly my thing. It was like dungeon crawling and and fungus zombie. Yeah, those are my votes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Future? It's so funny that this was – I voted for the journaling ones because I wanted to dive in a little further. But also I feel like the process for voting for these games for this session was so much more – I'm not going to say – I want to say fraught or temp, but everyone had a very much a strong opinion. And I mm-hmm. think that's because mm-hmm. of the fact that it's a solo experience. So you really need to engage with it on a deep, personal level. And that's something that a lot of other RPGs don't really ask for. Um, right. For you to really put so much of yourself into it and interact, you know, because you're playing with yourself. It's just how do you keep the motivation to keep going? Um, and I will be trying out probably the the Magus, probably. The one that's like the, yeah. the swords and sci-fi and magic. So I love space fantasy, so definitely something for me to uh, try out in the future. But I had a blast, honestly. Um, yeah. So let's... so. So I think we're talking about, so the game has a total of eight dungeons that you go through. Is it mechanically, eight or nine? I think it's nine, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is nine, nine. And I just, maybe I just wrote it down wrong. So I didn't use the character sheet because I didn't, I didn't see it when I first started playing. Oh. I showed, before we started recording, I showed Future my notebook and I was like, here's my notebook that I wrote in pen at all of the crossing out that I did. Oh no. <laughs> it physically hurt me to see. <laughs> it's, I, 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 it's a little I, rough. I'll- 
<laughs> I also used a notebook, but I was very sure. I was like, pencil. I have to go hunt down a pencil right now. I don't have a printer because I'm a millennial. Why do I, why do I own my own printer? Why don't I just use stuff that works? So when I got down to it, I was like, oh, I let me figure out what, what I need to write in pen and what needs to write in pencil so I don't go nuts by removing all my nice boxes when I clear stuff. And I think I did an okay job. It's smudgy, but meh. <laughs> and, I, and I will say like the, when, if you get the game um, and I'll, I'll have the, li- I always include the links to the games in the, in the show notes. So if, if the sounds up your alley, the, the, um, the link will be there. Um, but I will say that like the, the quick sheet and the character sheet that are included, it's like a one pager. If I would have printed that off and had it, Oh, that would have been a game changer and it was super helpful. Um, but yeah, let's, so why don't we, why don't we talk about our, cause this game had character creation and I love character creation. I can literally roll up characters for tabletop games any day of the week. I have, I couldn't even tell you how many D and D pathfinder, et cetera, characters I have in character sheets, just in a folder on my computer um, that have never been played or seen the light of day, but they exist. Why am I, I not surprised by that? Just <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so you. <laughs> it's all those games where you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play this new game and start a campaign, and then we never actually do. But I have the character; they're there. Um, all right, so Vic, I know we spent a little bit of time with with future and with with DC for a second. So tell us about your your character in this dungeon adventure. Yes, yeah, so I I kept it fairly simple. Uh, it being my first time through, I kept the same character throughout all of the expeditions or delves. Um, I played the alchemist and I used the base stats that were given. So I had alchemy, explosives, medicine, uh, bombs, first aid kit, torches. And the character's name was Dr. Sordid Molus, which if you've, if you've <laughs> played a certain uh, space action RPG, you know exactly where that came from. Um, and so I also... I kind of used that character's mindset as well. So it was like very brilliant in the field of medicine and science, but maybe lacking a few social cues. So I was taking advantage of the alchemical reagents a lot. I was, it's very, um, it doesn't say specifically which reagents I was taking. Right. So I was, I was picturing, I was making all sorts of weird potions. I was making poison gas. I was making sleeping powder. I was tricking people. I was tricking the companions to be, you know, the meat shield. I met, uh, what was her name? Sarah. I met a warrior named Sarah, who I, I kind of assigned like a crusader type two-handed sword, which is kind of, you know, I, I'm squishy. I'm a squishy. I'm a squishy little alchemist. So I had Sarah swinging <laughs> her sword in front of me using like the mind mind potions to control our actions and things like that. Um, so that that's kind of what I did. And yeah, I enjoyed the flexibility of you know, having the character, being like, being like the DM, deciding, you know, alchemical reagents, what does that mean? Like, uh, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the scientific, I I kind of applied like a scientific aspect to it. I didn't really have any weapons. I didn't have like a melee weapon. So I had to get crafty in a few situations. Like I'm I'm throwing torches at rats. I'm throwing bombs at rats. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm using like flares to distract the giant octopus in that other one. So it was, it was very science, very sciencey. Um, and, and, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, future, tell us about your your dungeon explorer. Well, I actually went with one of the pre-gen characters. Okay. Because uh, the freedom of creation 
I found a little intimidating, and I was like, well, let me just grab someone who they find as a good starting point. Yeah. So I went with uh, Dr. Tiberius, the alchemist. And let me tell you, Ooh. alchemy, every to- if every uh, – when you have chemical reagents, everything in the world looks like a flask waiting to be filled, to paraphrase a certain <laughs> saying. Um, I created quick rubber to shield myself from lightning. I held doors shut with sticky goo. I melted stuff with acid. The stuff that was faintly plausible – um, and, you know, if that failed, I always had a good bomb to, th- you know, throw at somebody. Um, I made it through three dungeons with, before dying horribly in the darkness. But, you know, that's what happens. Dr. Tiberius, he just lived fast and partied hard and then just <laughs> died horribly. So, you know. Yeah, like you do. You you live fast and you, you, die, you die hard. <laughs> um, DC, tell me about your... Your adventurer. Uh, so I, I definitely was like, <clears throat> I, I like, I kind of got into the the character creation for a hot minute, and then I realized I, I, I was kind of overthinking it, but uh, I still made the character of uh, uh, Helena Graveborn, uh, who you know, if her name is any indication, uh, she was found as a baby in a grave, uh, and kind of oh. had to, to, yeah, it was. I, you oh. listen, we were, we were grim. <laughs> This is grimdark. I was like, I'm going yeah. grimdark. Uh, and like, you know, you know raised as an, an urchin and, and having to fight and scrap on the streets. Um, and uh, so basically I, I had her starting out with like dueling and rhetoric and scrambles, like a very, very scrappy kind of swashbuckling fighter. Uh, and I mean, and she, you know, she had a, had her rapier and, and a dream through the dungeons and it just kind of, I you know I I could talk my way into out of certain situations and and fight my way out of others and I you know as I'm going along I'm like I'm I'm weak I'm weak at this particular thing so I pick up a different skill to kind of cover that base and then I by the time I'm in the seventh dungeon I have stretched my skills very thin and in a lot of different directions and and uh, the seventh dungeon uh, absolutely destroyed me so I, I made it through the seventh I made it through six dungeons and died in the seventh uh, okay. my first run. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, it was, it was a lot of, it, you know, talk, talk my way out of situations I can fight my way out of situations I can't was, was the whole thing with her. Yeah. And I, so I had, um, my character was Jasper and they were an assassin. Um, so I, and my skills, like I had, I started with the like murder assassination skill of like stealthily killing people. I took a sneak, I took a sneak skill and then I had medicine, which I didn't, I didn't end up using the medicine all that much. Um, I found like my combat, like, especially in like the, probably like the eighth and ninth dungeons, like it was all combat skills and like, I've got a sword, I've got armor, fuck it, let's go. Um, but I eventually, I took on the other two that I added in, I added in like battle tactics and then I added in, uh, the, my last one was Arcana cause I wanted, I was like, I want, a little bit of magic. I basically made an arcane trickster, which is very much on brand for me in my normal D and D style gameplay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I liked the freedom of kind of trying to figure out like, okay, like there was a couple of things where it's like a person is like trapped in like spider webs on the wall. If you can get them down, like you'll get, you know, an item or something. 
I was like, okay, like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I've got a torch. I can set the, the webbing on fire. I've also got a dagger that I can use to like cut them down. Like I can line up the things I want to try and do. Um, but it was, it was nice that I think as everyone's kind of echoed to have that freedom of like, I can kind of try and figure out like in this scenario, how would I justify using all these different things? Um, so that was, it was interesting for sure. And I think I mentioned before, I don't know. So my <laughs> dungeon number one, I drew the goal card on card number two. Oh, wow. So oh, did oh, I. Oh, my oh, God. I was like, nice. oh, it, no, and then nice. my first card was a, the door with a lock. So I literally just went, oh, I opened it. He was right there. Cool. And then my, my second dungeon, I drew it on the first card. Damn. So like, wow. I mean, and, the, and then the other ones, I think everything else is like the ninth dungeon. I got pretty quickly. I think I got it like six or seven cards. Everything else, it was like nearly the full deck to get like the the goals, especially some of the ones that were like you have to draw every single queen or every single jack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the, the yeah, one that so, definitely the one that tripped me up, uh, I because I did not correctly read the goal was the one with, where you needed to end the delve with ten treasures. Yep. I, mm. I, I, I'm like, I was like, oh, I, this is great. I've got four or five treasures. I'm a little hurt, so I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go out of the out and resupply and then i go back and i look at the goal again it's like oh shit (laughs) well okay (laughs) yeah i think i'm i think i mentioned i think in our in our chat before we we jumped in um actually think of the chat in the discord of like i was like there was one little rule that i might have messed up which like in theory i it kind of would have made a difference but also i would have worked around it which is i forgot to count treasures as items i was carrying Mm. that's kind of important yeah that's kind of important. Important. yeah yeah <laughs> one of those invisible I like, pockets yeah you know like it was i mean i like i, I look I, whenever when i realized that that was the thing i was like oh let me end let me end the delve where i'm at right now let me go up let me get rid of it like let me reconfigure my character and then i'll go back in and then but i think even with that even making that mistake aside from the one that dc just talked about i think even if i would have remembered that i st- i would have just been like oh like i've i i have too much shit let me pop up real quick rest restore myself and then i'll dive back down and keep going through the delve um because that was the one mechanic where i would like i was like oh like if i'm ever in a situation where like i'm in- super injured i can just pop up to the top reset myself and then start over again i think i had one of those where i was like on the verge of dying and needed to like get all the way back up to the top and i was like okay cool we can we can wait for a minute um, what were, so I guess for folks and, and whoever wants to jump in first, what I, we've, we've kind of hit on some of it. I know people have talked about the things they like, but what were some of, were there specific elements or specific things that you encountered that like really stood out to you as like, this was super fun to have as like a thing in the game we got to play around with. I mean, as the, I guess as the newest TTRPG, I don't have a lot to draw from experience wise. So I always end up comparing them to like games that I played. And I think someone mentioned darkest dungeon. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, this is, like, exactly that. You're a party, you dive, you know, you're going into dungeons, you bring equipment. And once the light runs out, you're dead. So it was almost like bringing that game to, like, a solo TTRPG style. Um, I liked the flexibility. This is where I'm, I think I mentioned this. I felt like I was both dungeon master and player at the same time. Like, as the player, the cards are telling me what to do. They're giving me the prompt. The dice is telling me how drastic things are. But then it's, like, up to me. To decide, okay, like you're going to take a stress from this. You're going to, this is going to corrupt you. Um, the little things like that, 
I think it was hard for me because I don't have any DM GM experience other than the one time I did it. So, and again, I think I went a little bit too punishing on myself. I was, so like, for example, in between my, my activity of choice for relieving stress was just to have a massive orgy in between the dungeon <laughs> sessions. But because the, the very first mission I went on, when you open the sarcophagus and whatever, the, like the spirit of whatever his name was, went into my head. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep that this entire time. And every time I do something, it's going to be like whispering in my brain. So I would relieve all the stress, but then I'd give myself like a corruption or a harm every time that happened it oh, just got wow. progressively like matter and matter so I, I was playing on like hard mode i think for a little bit but and your brain immediately went to orgy to release stress <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i think that was on it didn't it gave like some example here like here's some example activities to relieve stress i think like or, or am i might not have been that's just me again <laughs> generous <laughs> 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 that was like it does certainly it, had their wheaties that day for breakfast <laughs> yeah it does it does say you spend time sleeping meeting with friends or indulging in vices like gambling sex or studying the secrets of the occult so yeah i don't want to study yeah. i don't want to study <laughs> studying what are what am i <laughs> yeah but yeah so but I, like I love it. that i love that vic jumping in and immediately was like I don't know how hard this game is, but let me make it harder for myself than it needs to be. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Oh, God. Oh, um, like, do- one stress per person in the orgy. Gone. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> to zero. <laughs> um, DC, your future. What are any any kind of thoughts or any like any any particular elements that really stood out for you? Um, I think I mentioned this in my intro, but the theming and world building just really drew me in. Yeah. Like, there's a history in this world that you have kind of stepped into at a critical point in time. And I am a sucker for all that stuff. So, more like this, please. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, the even in, like on every single dungeon, like the narrative of like what you were doing the narrative within each of the, like when you drew a card, like the different things that they gave you, especially when you got to like the, the Kings, Queens and Jacks, where it was like more robust in terms of like what you were discovering or what you were finding. Like there was so much there to kind of unpack and like kind of settle into. Um, yeah. The world building was really, really, really well done. I, I liked that a lot. Um, DC, what about you? I mean, I, every I mean, the world building. I yeah, I definitely agree with. Uh, I, I and I like the freedom to to be able to to, to problem solve um, as you go along. For me, I, it just I like trying to pick one specific thing about this that I really really enjoyed is is hard because I enjoyed so much of it. Right. Um, it's 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 honestly easier for my for me to like find things to like pick apart about it, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> but like, but that's all. But also, that's just me being nitpicky and critical, and not like you know that's. But that's for a different discussion. Like I I and I say that, but I again I really really enjoyed my time playing this, and like because it it definitely seems like there's there's just a ton of different ways to play, and you can, mm-hmm. you can as long as you are imaginative, have a good explanation for what you're doing. And why it works, like you can play it in so many different ways, and I I love that that this is a solo game that is you know what the whole the whole thing is twenty two twenty three pages long like there there's this yeah. thing this game has like has so much replayability 
that even like even if you get all the way to the end and you finish it, I can absolutely be like, go back in, let's play again with with a, with a different character, completely different skill set, and and go again. Like it's it has it has that same kind of feeling. Like I like I mentioned before of like of Escape from Tarkov, Psycho Frontier, uh, Dark and Darker, of. I live, I die, I live again, and I and just going on and on and on forever. I can have, I'm like I'm long long after we finish this podcast and 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 go about our ways and do, play other games. I'm gonna keep playing this game. Like, yeah, it definitely like it. Yeah, it has a lot of fun too. Where it's like like you said, like because I could be, I you know, again, I took I took a murder approach to to going through this dungeon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what other option is there? The cuddle hug way through the dungeon? Oh, but like, I but don't like, know. I think, I, I think it took, I like, I did it. Well, and I think because mine was so heavy on, like, I took combat skills, I was an assassin, like, most most problems I saw by figuring out, like, how can I murder this, whatever this is? Mm-hmm. Um, which then, I mean, it did make it tricky when it was like, you're lost in the dungeon. Is it alive? And I was like, oh, shit, my daggers don't help in this scenario yep 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 yep. (laughs) i was like well i guess i'm rolling like three dice then because i like i did grab like one of the like one slot items i had on me usually was uh chalk i always try to make sure i had chalk with me because then if i got lost in a dungeon like kind of like in like i was thinking of like the movie labyrinth even though in that movie it didn't help because they i mean well in that movie they like moved the tiles on you (laughs) but like so you know right Right, it's, you can just you're like I'm a little hungry and eat. I need a little chalk. Yeah, love it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I very much took a like. I'm just gonna go in and see how many like different ways I can like kill my problems and move on. Um, but it'd be interesting to go back and try and do something more like with an alchemist build or some of the other ones that they had in there. Where like maybe it's more about being persuasive and other things instead of kind of just like a straight up fighter barbarian esque style play um so yeah definitely lots and lots and lots of of replayability um and i know because because dc has has hinted at it a couple points um i think this will be our spot where i'm gonna i will preface all this by saying i greatly enjoyed this game i will play it again but let's talk about spots that maybe were like spots for us that maybe either you might house rule yourself maybe something a little bit different or something that for you, you're like, ooh, like I really would love to like fine tune this little mechanic. Um, and I'll, I'll kick it to DC since I know you're the one that like, al- <laughs> like uh, alluded to things already. I've been chomping at the bit for days. No, um, <laughs> I, I, so what it, what it became very clear to me very quickly is that while I, you know, like I said, I have akin it to roguelike games and stuff. Where it's video games where you're actively playing and there is a level of skill that um, decides whether you live or die. With this being a TTRPG and it's all you know theater of the mind and rolling rolling dice and drawing cards and it's mostly luck and you still have to like figure things out, reason things out. What it came down to is it was essentially just a resource management game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe maybe I'm not playing it in the spirit of the game, but to me. Uh, there's like, like, because, because in the way, okay, in the game, you can die in three different ways. You can lose your last torch, uh, you can gain your sixth and final corruption, or you can gain one more condition than you have skills. If any of those three things happen, you die. Um, however, with the way the game plays, when you're trying to continue pushing on, you're trying to accomplish these goals those all kind of become 
one collective resource in my brain. Like right. when I like when I died, I had five out of six corruption. I had I had nine uh, I had nine skills and nine conditions, and I I decided that the way I died was I lost my last torch, and that was the last. But the, but the last torch was my last item in my inventory. Like when I died, I had nothing on me. I lost right. everything, and so like your inventory is it essentially is just resources. Your these conditions are resource points. The corruption is resource points. And it's all, it's all like thematically, it makes sense. But at the end of the day, like the end of the dungeon, it's, it's all one pool of health that you have kind of. Um, and it like, it, it made it, it kind of took me out of it a little bit to the point of like, it's like, well, what's the point of having these like, okay. So let me, let me, let me backtrack there. Uh, because the, there's nothing in the game that explicitly say it says like you lose a torch or you gain a condition or you gain a corruption. It's all up to you what happens to you. You right. decide what condition you get. You if you get a condition, you decide if you get corruption. You decide if you expend or lose an item. Um, gotcha. So in your so your mindset, it would be like one of maybe the cool things would be like when it says like risk it. Um, like a, you know, if fail, lose one torch, if fail, gain one corruption, which like thematically we, uh, we could all like probably do that on our own of like, okay, well, if it's a fighting thing, I'll probably get a corruption because blah, blah, blah. This would probably give me like, these types would give me conditions and these types would give me torches. And you could, you know, you could play hard mode, like Vic chose to. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but again, I get what you're saying where like, at some point you're like, okay, like, all everything feels kind of collective of like, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter which thing I check off really because I'm just checking off something to indicate that I have lost, you know, a health point more or right. less. And, um, and, and, and to be clear, I absolutely like through the entire dungeon, like I made sure I did my best to say mm-hmm. it, like if I fell into a pit and I, and I lost something, it's like, okay, that makes sense to lose a torch there. But right. like, but after a while I'm like, Oh, I don't want to die. And I've got nothing. I can't lose my last torch, or I'm going to die. So I'm going to take the corruption point. You know, like, and and maybe that's not in the spirit of the game. Well, no, that's but, you literally corrupting yourself to live a little longer. That feels very much in line with the themes of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so yeah. yeah so, th- but but at the same like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like and not on, and not on like like the number cards, but it feels it felt like there should have been bigger like or more specific penalties on like the face cards or the joker or like 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 jo- like uh, anytime I got a joker, which I got a lot of jokers. <laughs> uh, um, oh, I made sure which... I. Oh my god. Uh, okay, you were you you know how you talked about you 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 found on your first dungeon you found the count on your second card. Yep. Guess what I found on my second card. <laughs> The Joker. Yep. <laughs> uh, for, the, for people listening, so the Joker card in the you, you when you played, you did did all fifty two cards plus two Jokers, and drawing the Joker was effectively like the worst thing. It was always like some horrendous demon thing that required more rolls than everything else. Because generally speaking, it was risk it like you'd risk it for one roll. So a couple like the two like the ace to tens maybe would be two, and as you got into further dungeons, maybe three successful rolls you had to get. Um, the jokers were always like three or five like successive rolls you had to make, which just made them like that much harder and that much more brutal. I think it was on 
I forget which one, but there was definitely one that I drew the Joker first. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Here <laughs> we go. But also with, with the Jokers, you have to take a dice out of your dice pool when you play with when you fight the demons, which made it even you're harder. corrupted. Some no, of us no, stayed cured yeah. of heart until we died. No, not not if you're corrupt. Don't you just no, just period. You had to take a dice out of your dice roll. Mm-hmm. I thought. And, and did I do? Have I? Was I doing it wrong? No. If you're fighting, oh, I was doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I will point out like. So this is one of the challenges with with solo tabletop games, right? Like if you get into playing it in a certain way, like I was I was inaccurately playing with the inventory and the treasure mechanic. There's no one there to correct you and be like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, I've been doing it so wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was my whole thing. I feel like I I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I it's just a. A, a duh like oh my yeah. god yeah no you're no yeah I, i'm an idiot yeah. no you're no you're good you're fine <laughs> um oh man i'm trying to think of like other other or i guess for future and vic were there other things for you that really stood out and we can do you can do either maybe other things you really enjoyed other like anything that you're kind of like ooh, like i i would do it differently if i played it again i might tweak or house rule or do something that makes it more akin to like my play style so I feel like that's what Damn It Cat was kind of getting at. Wasn't necessarily like that yeah. it was a bad mechanic, but just like for his play style, trying to make things that fall in a certain way to make it feel a little bit different would would line better with how he plays tabletop games. Um, I definitely think if I were to play this again, I would take a skill that lets me actually talk to people. Because whenever I came across a card that I couldn't explode goo or whatever my way out of, those those were the cards where I just kept failing over and over again because I just did not have any social skills whatsoever. I mean, much like real life, but in the game at least, I can make that work out a little more differently. Yeah, I level up speech in every RPG I play because it can get you through so much. So that mm-hmm. that would have been, I echo that. I also, I got Resident Evil vibes from, like, the inventory management. And let's be real, I was my own worst enemy in, in this in this playthrough. Um, I, I think, I think, I think Witch's Almanac did this. But, like, yeah, uh, d- more defined rules for what happens when you roll a six. What happens when you roll a four or five? What happens when you roll a one, two, or three? Leaving that up to me was fine. But, again, that's something I struggled with just because of my lack of experience i'm like all right maybe i i definitely went way too hard on myself um yeah as far as like to make it maybe easier maybe cutting the deck of cards in half putting two jokers in there just so maybe i can get i can get through it expanding the inventory like in in resident evil when you're playing as claire versus you know leon one or maybe i'm thinking of resident evil one where like characters have different inventory levels so maybe like this character is a merchant so they get a big ass backpack so you can hold all sorts of stuff in there Maybe or, just bu- building my own characters. I don't know. Things like maybe that. Maybe just give yourself... Uh, what about, like, even key the, manipulate the deck itself? Like, mm-hmm. say, oh, you have this thing that every... Like, you you can discard every heart suite that comes your way, et cetera, et cetera, or something powerful like that. But something like... It's not an every time thing, but it could be a big thing of, when do I use this? You know, may have that be part of the tension there of... Yeah, I definitely... So, so, yep. Oh, Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Go I, for it. I was gonna say to to piggyback off that, uh, the size of the deck was definitely the the old the big issue for me. 
because um, you because nothing nothing feels worse than when you 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 draw a card uh you fall into a pit and it's the walls are closing in and you successfully climb out and you draw the next card you fall into a pit and the walls are clo- like <laughs> like that <laughs> oh, happened I got so three, many times three, so many times what was it in, oh my gosh i have to find this it happened three times in a row uh the, in the necropolis of lord admiral jeffrey Wistel, there was bloody delvers that were crawling towards me i, I forget what card it was a uh, three in a row what were mm-hmm. nine step whatever it was three, I think it was nine, three yeah. bloody delvers right in a row luckily i had medicine and that was the other thing i was using my medicine skill on other people not me mm. i was, I was Is fixing you're supposed to do the hippocratic I... oath i had i had to stop and help everyone that was in need and so torches were burning out i was losing all my supplies again hey it had to be you someone else might have gotten it wrong it had to be me um... someone else might have gotten it wrong <laughs> Yeah, I think like, yeah. and that was I know for me like when I when I got into the rhythm of playing, especially because like I think when I was I I started the game and then I ran out of time that particular night to like finish it, so I stopped in like the fourth dungeon, and then when I picked it back up, I kind of had a time constraint as well of like I was I had plans at a certain point, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going through, and then when I would when I would draw like repeat cards, I was like, okay, well that one's five d like I get to roll five dice because I had all those things. Boop, they're like I just I could kind of fly through it a little bit, which is my play style, and I didn't mind that, but I could also see like if you want to keep that thematic, I definitely could see like if you want I mean, some of it might make it harder too if you were like, let me just take out like, you know, from the ace ace to ten, take out all the diamonds and hearts. That way I'm only getting half as many of these like smaller things, which will then push me to get to the bigger thing. Um, cause I also found like when I got later in the game and I like, I, I had weapons and I had the armor and whatnot, I, I wasn't failing as much. So yes. I like when, when DC said that he, you had like nine skills, I was like, oh, I only got five. Yeah, I think I like four. I, I capped out at five and I never, I just never progressed further. Um, which again, maybe, maybe some of that was because of my broken inventory management, uh, way that I played. But also XP XP only coming from a failure. I feel something that's kind of baked into the forged in the dark uh, yeah. mm-hmm. DNA. So I think maybe there had been something for like maybe converting treasures into XP because that could be a mm. hey you pay someone to teach you how to do a thing might be a an, another option for you to you know spend your stash when you're in downtime and add additional player choice of what do I do with this? Do I want to be more versatile? Do I want to be less of a broken person, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I can even see like, again, like thinking about like, if I were playing this and wanted to house rule some things, like maybe on a four or five, I ha- I give myself the option. Okay. Either I can succeed and take a condition or I can fail and mark an XP and have to and, like, have to do it again. Like, I think it's some like, and that's the nice thing about the solo games. The nice thing about this is like, if I wanted to do all of that and play it a little bit differently for myself, Literally nobody can stop me because it's yeah. my game and there's no DM except for me. Um, okay. So I think as we kind of like wind down just a little bit, I think maybe my next question is, so I know, I know DC and I know future, I believe are both, you both have like fairly longstanding tabletop role-playing game experience uh, and have played a lot of things and, and all of that for you. What was, not just about like specifically kind of playing this game, but for you, what, how did you feel about the experience of kind of solo tabletop adventuring? Like how, how was that in a broader sense for you? Um, 
I I liked it because it was sort of a sort of a hey, I am. What can I do to make the story interesting for me? Which is also how I DM. It's not about <laughs> killing the players. It's about making sure they're. It's a challenging time because they're they're not going to have a good time. And I I'd, I'd always seen all these solo games come up on like you know itch bundles and stuff. And now that I've had a good first experience, I'm definitely going to try playing this more in the future because. I can spend time by myself and I can do something that at least not just mindlessly scrolling through social media or whatnot. <laughs> um, um, for me, like, uh, I mean, I have played a, a, a variety of different games. Not, I mean, I, I love, I love, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I met you and I'm friends with you because you, you've already ex- exposed me to so many other different games that I can try and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, I've, this again, this is my first solo experience, and I, I joked at the beginning, but I do have some control issues. So, like for me, like a game where if I fuck up, it only affects me. That's great. Like I don't have to to, to piss off anybody else. I don't, I'm not upsetting you know you know anybody else. I'm not ruining anyone else's experiences. I can do bad all by myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, like I, I just I really appreciated being able to just dive into a world and and have that ttrpg experience and and not ruin anyone else's experience because uh, i am known to be a little long-winded sometimes uh, <laughs> but um but the other thing that really struck me um is that it kind of reminded me this game in particular reminded me of a different experience i had once uh it was kind of like the opposite it was um it basically, I, I was part of a play-by-post on Reddit back in the day, uh, where it, it sounds bad. I know, uh, not <laughs> ooh, just just a, it takes me back to my own forum play-by-post days <laughs> when it's when it's the you have the urge to make a whole paragraph for every single action because mm-hmm. I know the, I know the urge. All right, but 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 this one in particular, what it, what it made me think of was. It was a game where we were all who were playing different personalities of one character. It was one character that the DM was mm. had was running and telling a story for, and we were all different personalities of it because it was like oh he was like a warforged like a a, a construct uh, character, and we were all different voices in its head, um, and it kind of struck me like that. It was like, this could be a really fun game to play with a group where everyone has to kind of decide the, the, the actions and therefore like the consequences, like, like, Oh, you think this makes sense? Yeah. We can assemble the pool together. Like, I feel like this could be a really fun party game almost. Mm, yeah. It's I can a, see that. Like, like, yeah, it's a really fun solo experience, but I, so I can also see this being a really fun game to play with a group of friends. Yeah. Um, and, and Vic having now done two solo games, uh, what, what, I guess, have you kind of started to get an idea of like what kind of solo games you might be more drawn to? Cause I know, cause for the, the witch's almanac was a very, very, very different mm-hmm. like vibe. And, and it was, I, we, I think we called that one. Like it was very cozy where it was like, Oh, like you're just, you're literally just brewing a potion, just wandering through the woods. Uh-huh, having yeah. a day and if you and don't like, make the potion who cares it's just, yeah watch the sunset it's fine or watch the moon rise <laughs> watch the pink moon rise yep i um uh, yeah if you could somehow like frankenstein these two together i think it'd be like the perfect game for me because like the grit of this i like i loved the the darkness like the the character creation 
Um, if you took like that and combined it with sort of the the barrier to entry for Witch's Almanac, half the amount of cards, like kind of moving around the map, um, that would probably be maybe a little bit more something. I'm I'm going to play this again, 100%. I think now that I know, um, I got to go back and maybe reread some of the... Again, I was my own worst enemy, and I think I made it hard on myself. <laughs> but yeah, the the grittiness, the, I love a good story. I love a good fantasy setting. This was great. Shout out to, what was her name? Brada for getting betrayed, not once, but twice. Oh yeah, poor Brada. Uh, and yeah. being real mouthy while dead, too. Yeah, she had a lot to say <laughs> right before she kicked the bucket. But yes, I, I would be interested in, in more things like this. More of like a Dungeons & Dragons vibe, Darkest Dungeon sort yep. of crawler playthrough. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I think I think for me, like, I... The, the Witch's Almanac was super fun for me because, again, it was super easy. I could, like, it could be something where it's like, oh, like, I, I just need, I have, like, 30 minutes to kill. Let me, I can break out some cards. I can play through the thing. Um, whereas this feels a little bit more like, okay, do I have a chunk of my afternoon available <laughs> to sit down? Which is not a bad thing. It's just a different, like, how much time do I have to kind of dedicate to this moment? Um, but, and I, I do have, like, a list of, like, as I was going through a bunch of the games on my own to try and pick what we were going to play. Because again, when you buy a bundle or two or three, like I have on itch, you have, I think we did, I think I, I, there's a a website I use to try and like sift through all of the things that I own on itch. And I look to see how many like tabletop games I own on that platform. And it's over 900, um, (laughs) like just between the, just, just between all the bundles and whatnot. So like, there's so many solo games that I hadn't even really paid attention to, that now I'm excited to go back through and like the ones um, I think that that future in DC were talking about in terms of when we were deciding on what to play. And I know Vic, we did the same thing in with your group of like, we narrowed it down to a couple different types of games. Um, I think that one, there was one that we were going to look at that was like about making the devil, like the devil is your father and you were trying to make him proud by collecting souls. Like it was weird stuff. And like, Super fun and super quirky, and I think there's I feel like a lot I did that in this game. <laughs> <laughs> like I already played yeah, that I, game, <laughs> but I do think like there was years ago when solo t- tabletop started kind of popping up, and I was talking with a friend, and we both were like, "Oh, like why would we do like solo board game or a solo tabletop game like this? Like, we're like that feels like it's defeating the purpose because aren't these supposed to be played with Pete with other people?" And then he was like, he also me he's like, "Well, we play video games alone." I was like, "Yeah, stop. That's a good point." Um, but I, I think this has helped break a little bit of my own brain barrier of like, why would you play a solo tabletop game when you could play something with friends, when you could do something else? Because it, I think it's been a little bit more inviting and a little bit more kind of ease of access. I'm glad we started with Witch's Almanac for the first one, because that one was super easy to jump into that made it like, oh, like this is really nice and cozy. Um, it was a good precursor for me to jump into this. Where I'm like, oh, this one's trying to brutally murder me at every turn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not, not, not really a cozy vibe. Is what no, no. I mean, and I, I don't know what you guys are doing during your little in between. Well, I mean, Vic was, was having orgy. Me. Yeah, Vic was having orgy. So I, I, that feels cozy in some capacity to me. <laughs> me and the voice in my okay. head. I'm just uh, gonna, I'm gonna put that away in the corner to not think about the word orgy and cozy together <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> no bueno. Um. Okay, I so I think that I feel like we've talked about. I mean, I know we could probably talk about a lot of things with this game for a, a while, um, but I want to be respectful of everybody's time and noting that we're kind of encroaching on about the hour mark. 
Um, so let me, let's do one last round of like any, any final thoughts about this game, about solo tabletop games in general. Um, I will, and I'll start, I'll start with DC cause you're first on my screen. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I covered pretty much everything I like really wanted to talk about. I just, it, it's, it, it's, it was a really new experience playing a, a tabletop game solo, um, and I, I agree that like, it's that it's definitely, I have, I kind of wrestled with that, that you were talking about how, like, it seems like it's, it's a group activity, but we also play video games solo. But, um, I, I just, I just had a really, a really great time with this. I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say other than yeah. I, I, right now I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm in my second playthrough playing, uh, playing a more of a paladin kind of character and I'm. I'm absolutely crushing it this time. <laughs> I'm having ridiculous <laughs> luck. I have had I like, like this last dungeon I'm in. I've had like twelve or thirteen crit successes, and I'm like I'm clear of corruption and stress. I am just cruising. It's been wild. I'm having a, I'm having a great time playing this game, and I'm I'm gonna keep playing it. Awesome. Um, Vic, any final thoughts from you? Loved it. Uh, I'm gonna try easy mode next time, or just not go so. <laughs> crazy <laughs> but tabletops in general are starting to win me over just the general dungeons and dragons vibe in general um mm-hmm. you know you can play this or you can play through mass effect for the 15th time but this is like a game where it's like a video game that you're playing it alone but it's a different story every time you don't know you don't know what to expect you can create a brand new character you know all whole new set of skills completely different experience which i found as simple as witch's almanac was each each time i went for a different potion it was like a completely new experience. I had a, a game where I won it really quickly. One where I lost. It took forever. Some that were kind of in the middle. And I imagine the more I play this, the more varied that experience is going to be as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's always cool. Um, but I'm I'm definitely going to... We'll be playing this this or games like it again. And future. Um, I am glad that I finally took the plunge and tried out solo RPGing. This would not be in my last. So... Thank you for uh, facilitating all of this. Yeah, and I think I, I think I just kind of echo everybody. Like, I think I'm I'm excited to dive into more of the the solo tabletop games that I own. Um, I know I think it was Future was talking about there were when we were narrowing down our list. Um, I think we got down to like three. It was this one. It was one called The Lost Eons, which is like you've been kind of I think like quarantined underground and you're kind of emerging for the first time after like an end of the world event and like cataloging, like what you find and what you learn and all those things, um, which seems super cool. That one I think had a little bit more crunch than this one did. If I remember, like as I was reading through the rule book and then the other one, we were going to, we were crunchy though. All things considered, like it is, which is why I'm saying like when we were, when we were making a decision about what game to play and I was like, let's, let's do this one. Cause it was crunchy, but like, I think when I was looking over that one, I was worried it was going to be too crunchy, especially for like brand new folks jumping into solo gaming. Um, but it was still looked super cool. And then the other one was the Ma- the Magus, which was had some journaling pieces to it, but it was about like creating spells and and all kinds of things. Like they all seem super cool, and I will probably sit down and play each of them at some point in the near future. Um, just because I, oh, wait, I, this I ex- actually have one last thought. Go for Sorry. it. I think. I think using the like Resident Evil style mechanic of having your inventory actually fit into a predetermined space 
was super interesting and i need more rpgs to do stuff like that because it made you actually think about what you're carrying and if it's actually useful and whatnot yeah it, uh, what is it uh inventory jenga it's always a fun time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or not um, tetris not jenga tetris tetris, tetris. inventory tetris <laughs> felt like jenga the rate i was losing things though that too that too that too and- and there's mm-hmm. there's a number of games there I didn't I don't think we ever I think there's only one that I put in a voting poll for one of our groups but there there are a number of them that are built around Jenga mechanics um so playing the the solo tabletop RPG but like your risks when you take risks you're pulling Jenga blocks um which <laughs> seems super interesting oh like dread uh, yeah similar to that oh. but okay so final Final thing to all of you is if you would like to be found on the internet, where can people find you? I'll go reverse this time. Uh, Future, if you'd like to be found on the internet, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at at Future, F-E-W-T-U-R-E with two underscores at the end. Um, Just my Twitter page is not for minors, so keep that in mind. Uh, Not anything, you know, overt, but you know, there will be shirtless men. <laughs> abounding. Uh and Vic, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at twitch.tv slash Vic underscore Torius. Vic underscore Torius. Because someone took Victorious without uh, without the underscore. Um but you can find me there most Mondays and Thursdays if you like puzzle games, point and click games, action adventure games, RPGs. Uh been on a bit of a horror survival RPG kick lately, but uh yeah, you can come find me over there. All right. And DC, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am also on Twitch at D-A-M-M-I-T-C-A-T, damn it cat, on Twitch. Um, I, uh, I I play whatever my undiagnosed ADHD tells me I get to play for a little while. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently hyper fixated on League of Legends and survival games, so, you know, that's fun. Uh, but we've, we've we've played so many different games over there, uh, and on all the socials, uh, TTV underscore Damn Cat, Twitter, TikTok, um, and uh, Instagram. Don't go to the Instagram; there's nothing there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I stream three or four times a week, and uh, I've been kind of on a late night late night kick lately. So if you're a, if you're a night owl, if you're nocturnal, come hang out. And as always, you can find all of our socials at the queer XP on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and our podcast is available on most podcast streaming platforms. Um, so looking at the schedule. So next, the next episode that we'll be dropping is going to be, and I'm excited for this. We're going to do a conversation with some folks around um, mental health and gaming. So talking about, kind of how do you manage yourself while playing games is like sometimes games can have negative impacts in terms of multiplayer, et cetera. Um, but also talking about games that really highlight kind of mental health issues and mental health challenges and, and kind of those experiences because we've, we're seeing such a big uptick of those in kind of present day games. Um, so that's on the horizon. We have a bunch of stuff lined up. I have stuff scheduled out forever. Um, so yeah, without, and I guess that's kind of, I'm like messing up my own wrap up, but uh, that is all for us. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, my name is Eric. This is The Queer Experience, and have a great rest of your week. <laughs> <laughs>